All people were one nation. All of humanity used to be one nation once upon a time. What does it mean? All of humanity started with who? Adam and Hawa. And at the beginning, people worshipped Allah only. They were one nation, meaning one religion, one faith. But then what happened? After some time, shaitan led people astray. They followed the khutuwat shaitan. And then some people went astray. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent guidance again. فَبَعَثَ اللَّهُ النَّبِيِّينَ Allah sent prophets. Nabiyin is a plural of nabi. And He sent these prophets as mubashirin wa munzirin. Mubashirin, plural of mubashir, one who gives good news. And munzirin, plural of munzir, one who warns. So initially, all people were upon guidance. They worshipped Allah only. And after some time, as people went astray, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent prophets to guide them. And how did the prophets guide people? They conveyed good news of Jannah. They conveyed warning of hellfire. وَأَنزَلَ مَعَهُمُ الْكِتَابِ And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also sent with them the book, the scripture, many scriptures. Like for example, Ibrahim a.s. was also given suhuf. Right? Musa a.s. was given the scripture. And Isa a.s. was given the scripture. Muhammad a.s. was given the final scripture. So Allah sent the book also. And this book was bilhaq, with the truth, with the facts. So that people would know what the truth is. You know, when people are making mistakes, when people are not following the law, they're lost, they need knowledge, they need guidance. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent prophets, and He also revealed books, so that people would find their way back to guidance. لِيَحْكُمَ بَيْنَ nas, So that the book would judge between people. Meaning, the book would tell people what is right and what is wrong. Because if you were to leave this to the people to decide, would they ever agree upon something? Never. So then how do you know what is right, what is wrong? Refer to the scripture, the book that Allah has revealed. So every time Allah revealed a book, it was so that the book would judge between the people, as in it would tell them as to what is right and what is wrong. فِي In regards to whatever they differed in. So people had differences. One said, eat this. Another said, don't eat that. One said, worship this way. Another said, don't worship this way. Well, what do you eat? What do you not eat? What's right? What's wrong? How do you figure that out? Refer to the scripture that Allah has revealed. But then what happened? Allah revealed the books. But the differences between people, were they resolved? Were they? No. People only became further divided, isn't it? So why is it that people are still divided even though Allah revealed so many books to guide people back to the truth? Because people insisted upon falsehood. People refused to enter into a silm completely. They became stubborn in their ways. They wanted to pursue their desires. They didn't want to change themselves. They wanted to change the book of God. So Allah says, وَمَخْتَلَفَ فِيهِ And none differed in it. إِلَّا الَّذِينَ أُوتُوهُ Except the very people who were given the book. They got the book, they got the law, they got the truth, yet they continued to differ. مِنْ بَعْدِ مَا جَاءَتْهُمُ الْبَيِّنَاتِ After clear proofs came to them. So many verses in front of them that tell them clearly what is right, what is wrong, yet people were misguided in their ways. Why? بَغْيًا بَيْنَهُمْ 
because of baghi between them. What is this baghi? Baghi, baghain ya, basically means desire. And in pursuit of desires, in the fulfillment of desires, what do people do? They cross limits also. They will overstep the bounds. They will even do something that's wrong. And baghi here refers to jealousy or animosity, bias, internal hatred. So people differed, people went astray, not because the book was unclear. They went astray because they insisted on falsehood. They insisted on falsehood. So then what happened? فَهَدَ اللَّهُ الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا Allah guided those who believe. Those who believed in the book, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guided them. Guided them to what? لِمَخْتَلَفُوا فِيهِ مِنَ الْحَقِّ To the truth of that in which the people differed. Because you see, sometimes there's so many differences that you really get confused. You're like, who's right, who's wrong, what's right, what's wrong? So who is it that's guided to the right path, to the truth? Those who believe. So if you think about it, there was a lot of confusion, a lot of different groups. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent Musa alayhi salam, sent the Torah with him. So those who believed in him, believed in the Torah, they were rightly guided. What happened after some time? Again, confusion. Again, division. Again, differences. So what happened? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent more prophets. Right? And with Dawood alayhi salam, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also sent Zabur. So those who believed in Dawood alayhi salam, followed Dawood alayhi salam, followed the Zabur, they were rightly guided. Then after that, what happened? Again, after some time, more differences, more confusion. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent Isa alayhi salam. And with Isa alayhi salam, He also sent a book. What's the name of that book? Injil. So those who believed in Isa alayhi salam, believed in the Injil, followed the Injil, they were guided. What happened after Isa alayhi salam? Again, confusion, differences. So then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam, And He sent with Him the Qur'an also. So those who believe in the Prophet ﷺ, those who believe in the Qur'an, those who follow the Qur'an, then they will be guided. So what's the point here? The point is that there is a lot of confusion in this world. A lot of confusion. People have their opinions. And they have their proofs and arguments for their opinions. The question is, what do I do? What should you do? What do we do? What's right? What's not right? We have to look at the Qur'an. We have to look at what the Prophet ﷺ taught us. And we see that the Prophet ﷺ, he used to make dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to guide him to the truth. That when there are so many differences, Oh Allah, you guide me to the truth. Wallahu yahdi man yasha'u ila siratim mustaqim. Allah guides whomsoever he wills to the straight path. So ask Allah for guidance. So what do we learn in this ayah? That people started with guidance, with time. Yes, they went astray. And Allah did not leave them in misguidance. Allah sent prophets and He sent books. Those who believed in the prophets, those who followed the books, they were saved. And those who insisted upon their false ways, those who followed their desires, are the ones who were in loss. So the question is, what am I going to do? When the book is in front of me, when I find out about what Allah wants me to do, what am I going to do? Am I going to follow my wishes? Or am I going to follow the command of Allah? You understand the meaning of the verse? What are we going to do? Are we going to follow our wishes? Or are we going to follow the command of Allah? 
أَمْ حَسِبْتُمْ Another thing we say, oh my God, it's too hard. Five times a day pray? Hijab? After I spend $200 on my hair, for example? Or, you know, I worked so hard to dress up and now I have to cover it when I'm going outside? Like, why? It's too hard. Everybody's gonna stare at me. We have our reasons. We say it's hard. Or for example, أُدْخُلُوا فِي السِّلْمِ includes being good to your parents. And you're like, yeah, I can be good to my friends. I can be good to my mean boss. But my mom, I just don't know. It's too hard. The thing is, it is hard. It's supposed to be hard. Because did you think that Jannah is for free? Jannah is not for free. أَمْ حَسِبْتُمْ أَن تَدْخُلُوا الْجَنَّةِ Did you think that you're just gonna enter Jannah like that? You think it's so easy to enter into Jannah? How easy is it to enter into fancy places in this world? It's not that easy. You know, for example, some places you can't just go and say, oh, I'd like to visit this place. No, you have to be invited. Some credit cards, you can't apply for them. You're offered. Would you like it? Seriously. So, أَمْ حَسِبْتُمْ أَن تَدْخُلُوا الْجَنَّةِ You think getting into Jannah is so easy? وَلَمَّا يَأْتِكُمْ مَثَلُ الَّذِينَ خَلَوْ مِنْ قَبْلِكُمْ While the like of which came to those before you has not yet come to you. مَثَل مَثَل means that which is similar to another. Which is why the word مَثَل is also used for an example. Okay? مَثَل is what? Something that is similar to another. So the people before you, the believers before you, suffered a great deal in the way of Allah. They tried very hard. They worked very hard. And you are having it so easy. So you think you're going to get to Jannah just like that? No. They tried. They worked hard. And you are going to have your share of difficulty also. The people before you, مَسَّتْهُمْ It touched them. We have done these words before. Ba'sa refers to hardship and circumstances. It's the opposite of na'ma. Na'ma is good times. Ba'sa, hard times. What do you describe as hard times? Like when there is shortage of money. The economy is down. People are losing their jobs. Or, for example, there is some natural disaster. There is a hurricane. There is a storm. There is a flood. There is an earthquake. There is political tensions. There is, you know, a danger to your safety. Things like that. This is ba'sa, hard times, poverty, and ad-darra. Darra is hardship in your personal life or in your personal being, in your body. Like, for example, disease, physical pain, extreme hunger. So masatum al-ba'sa wa darra The people before you, believers before you, were afflicted by both wazulzilu. And they were shaken. Zulzilu is from Zai Lam Zai Lam. Okay? Zalzala. And it's similar to Zalla, Zai Lam Lam. Because Zalla is to slip. And in Zalzala, what happens? There is Zalla after Zalla. A person slips and slips again. Every time he tries to get up, he slips. Why? Because the ground is constantly shaking. This is Zulzilu. They were completely shaken up. They suffered from disasters, from calamities. And they suffered from difficulty and suffering in their bodies. You know, for example, there's war. Then there's, what do you call it? PTSD, after a trauma. Right? There's post-traumatic stress disorder. 
right? So a person suffers because of that. And then zulzilu, they're shaken up. There is constant anxiety and fear. This is how they live. This is how they suffered. When they said, Amantu billah, I believe in Allah. And when they said, Aslamtu, I have surrendered to the Lord of the worlds. Life was not beautiful. It was really difficult. They saw trials all around them in their personal life. And they suffered a great deal. They were shaken up. So much so that حَتَّى يَقُولَ Rasul, Even the Prophet said, وَالَّذِينَ آمَنُوا مَعَهُ And those who believed in him said, the Prophet and those who believed in him said, مَتَى نَصْرُ اللَّهِ When is the help of Allah going to come? It became so difficult that even the Prophet of Allah said, when is the help of Allah going to come? What does Allah say? Allah, beware, unquestionably, verily, you should know that inna nasr Allahi qareeb. Indeed, the help of Allah is near. It's not far. Notice, the Prophet and the believers, they did not say, is the help of Allah going to come? No, they believed that the help of Allah will come. They wondered when it was going to come. They didn't doubt the promise of Allah. They just wondered how bad did the situation have to become before the help of Allah would come their way. Meaning things got very difficult for them. In a hadith we learn, and this hadith is actually mentioned in your book on page 13, you are familiar with the difficulties that the Prophet ﷺ and his companions went through in Mecca. Correct? So there came a point where Khabab radiallahu anhu, and Khabab radiallahu anhu, by the way, he suffered a great deal. He was actually a craftsman, alright, so he would make things, especially with iron, alright, he used to make things with iron, and this woman would employ him, or he was her slave or something like that. And this woman, what she would do is when Khabab radiallahu anhu accepted Islam, she would take that hot metal, and she would put it on his back. Imagine, this woman had so much power over him that she would physically torture him. Leave your Islam. Leave your Islam. And if you don't, I'm going to do this to you. So Khabbab radiallahu anhu once went to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam and he said, O Prophet of Allah, when? Like, when are things going to get easier for us? And the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam at that time, he was resting against the wall of the Kaaba. He sat up straight and his face became red. And he said, a believer among those who were before you used to be combed with iron combs so that nothing of his flesh or nerves would remain on his bones. Literally, people would peel their skin off of their bones. That's how they would treat them. Yet that would not make him leave his religion. A saw would be put on the head of a person and he would be cut into half, brutally killed. Yet that would not make him leave his religion. The Prophet ﷺ said, Allah will surely complete this religion. He will. And he gave an explanation and he said, but you are being hasty. Now, let's look at ourselves. What have we suffered in the way of Allah? I'm not saying we should invite, we should ask for suffering. No. What I'm saying is that anything that's worthwhile, anything that matters, demands some level of sacrifice from you. Anything. You know, for example, even if you want a good jacket, you need to go shop around. You need to give time to it. You need to spend money on it. That's just a jacket, come on. And here are we, desiring Jannah, wanting Jannah. 
there is a price to pay. And what is that price? We have to enter into Islam completely. We don't pick and choose. Whatever we learn about, whatever Allah wants us to do, we try our best to do it. Yes, we're not going to be perfect. We are going to make mistakes. But we should have hope in Allah's mercy. And we should stop delaying and start doing. And whenever it gets tough, whenever it gets difficult, realize that this is part of the package. You know, for example, if somebody wants to get a good degree also, they have to work hard for it. So for Jannah also, we have to work hard. Things will get tough. People work so hard for dunya. Should we not work hard for Jannah? People work so hard just to make it somewhere in this dunya. You know, for example, a person goes to work, they're wearing dress clothes. Like I know somebody who works such a job in which they have to wear dressy clothes every day. And this individual gets really uncomfortable in their dressy clothes because they'd rather be in you know, track pants and a t-shirt. But they have to wear dress clothes. They have to wear a blazer, a suit, a tie. And it bothers them. But it's part of their work. So they take it. So just like that, if we want to get to Jannah, then we have to enter into Islam completely. It's not going to be easy. There are going to be challenges in the way. But remember that the promise of Allah, the help of Allah is, the help of Allah is near. It's not far. It's guaranteed. Allah will help you. Did Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala help His Messenger? Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam? Yes. Did Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala help the companions of the Messenger? Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam? Yes. Allah gave them success and He will give success to you also. But you don't give up. That's the only thing. Don't give up and do your best. And you see, one more thing over here that's important is that the example of the past people that's given, that things got so difficult that they wondered when is the help of Allah coming. And right then Allah says, the help of Allah is near. So a very important rule we should remember for our lives. Whenever things get extremely difficult, whenever things get extremely difficult, then that means that the help of Allah is also near. Allah is also going to help you. You know, for example, when the night gets darker, what does it mean? Exactly. It's always darkest before dawn. Isn't it? So things get very tough, but as they get tough, they will get easier. And with difficulty is also ease. إِنَّ مَعَ الْعُسْرِ yusra. Let's listen to the recitation of these verses. وَمِنَ النَّاسِ مَنْ يُعْجِبُكَ قَوْلُهُ فِي الْحَيَاةِ الدُّنْيَا وَيُشْهِدُ اللَّهَ عَلَى مَا فِي قَلْبِهِ وَيُشْهِدُ اللَّهَ عَلَى مَا فِي قَلْبِهِ وَهُوَ أَلَدُّ الْخِصَامِ وَإِذَا تَوَلَّى سَعَى فِي الْأَرْضِ لِيُفْسِدَ فِيهَا وَيُهْلِكَ الْحَرْثَ وَالنَّسْلِ وَاللَّهُ لَا يُحِبُّ الْفَسَادِ وَإِذَا قِيلَ لَهُ اتَّقِ اللَّهَ أَخَذَتْهُ الْعِزَّةُ بِالْإِثْمِ فَحَسْبُهُ جَهَنَّمُ وَلَبِئْسَ الْمِهَادِ 
So whenever you find something difficult to do, remind yourself, Ala inna nasrallahi qareeb. Inshallah we'll conclude over here. Subhanakallahumma bihamdik, ashadu an la ilaha illa anta astaghfiruka wa atubu ilayka.